welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of the Destination Begin podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you agreed to go ahead and share an episode or two with your closest friends. You didn't know you agreed, but basically by hitting play, it was, um, I put it in the cookies that you agree that you're going to share an episode or two with somebody that you love. Um, Honestly, I mention it just about every podcast, but it's really important. If you enjoy this podcast, please send it to somebody in your life with a link so that they just have to push a button and then hear it. (laughs) Because if you tell them, hey, I found a podcast, it's called Destination Begin, and you can find it on iTunes. They're going to say that's awesome, and they're never going to actually go find it. But if you send them a text with a link to this episode or one of your favorites and say, hey, listen to this, the chances are greater that they're actually going to do what you ask. So please share the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you haven't left a review, um, you can do that if you go to the podcast app on your iPhone, so basically into iTunes. You can subscribe to this podcast, you can leave a review, or you can just click the star button. Just click all five of them. That's the easiest way to do things. And then it lets people know that, hey, this podcast is not terrible, and they should listen to it. So, um, Lots of stuff going on here. Um, Miami Beach is hopping. It's spring break, so there's a billion and a half people here. I counted. Um, There's so many people here, which is fun. The energy is really, really great. Um, I live mid-beach, so South Beach, where the crazy party stuff is, a few miles down from me. So my area is kind of residential, which is nice. It's not crazy, but just now I walked down to my favorite little restaurant with my bestie down here, and we had brunch, I guess, breakfast, lunch. We ate at noon. And we had egg white omelets, so that's breakfast food at lunch. But full of tourists, lots of sunburned people, lots of tired people. It's real hot today, so it takes it out of you, but it's just fun. I look out the window. I'm looking at the ocean right now, looking at people in the water, and this is my front yard. My front yard used to be Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, and I got to look at Core Power Yoga. Um, or I got to look at the top of the parking deck and, um, you know, eight months of the year it was covered in snow. And so I am a very grateful girl that this is my view that, you know, my biggest worry here with weather is it might be windy or it might rain. So I I will remind you, those of you who live in a place that you don't like, typically within the United States, they let you leave and you have one life. And if you hate where you live, get out. That might sound simple. It was simple for me because I don't have little kids and yada, yada. But I'm telling you, I used to just endure six to eight months of the year waiting for the weather to be decent. And then the weather would get decent and it was like, okay, awesome. We can be outside. And then, you know, put on 17 layers of, you know, deep woods off to get the mosquitoes and gnats off of you. It was amazing. No, I hated it. The weather in Minnesota sucks, and I'm sorry if you're in Minnesota and you love it. That's that's up to you. You can stay there. I can only tell you, if you hate where you live, get out, because 
I don't even know what day it is or what time of the year it is because the weather here is always amazing for me. And um, like, what is it? I don't know. It's March. It's March 20th. And I'm like, I'm not sitting around going, well, March came in like a lion. It means it's going to go out like a lamb. No blizzard this year. I don't even know what that means anymore. But that used to be part of my elevator talk. Today, elevator talk was, whew, it's a hot one out there. I only lasted about 45 minutes on my beach chair before I got soaked in sweat. Have fun out there. That's legit what my conversation was earlier. I'm not rubbing it in. I'm trying to let you know there's a better way to live. So, um, it's been a busy week. Last week on the podcast, I was excited to talk about going to see Alanis Morissette, and I did indeed see Alanis Morissette. Now, I will point out that as excited as I was to go, I have this thing, and I know some of you can relate because we share memes about this together. I was super excited to see Alanis. I got tickets last fall when they had them. They sold out because they were free for residents. So if you were a resident, you could have four tickets to this event, totally free. And then if you wanted to get up and close and personal, you could buy VIP tickets. Well, I wanted to go so bad, I bought two VIP tickets and then I had four of the free tickets. And then I forgot about it till it came around. So I was lucky enough that five of my friends wanted to go. So, but this is how I operate. The day of, real excited. The afternoon of, getting, uh, I was a little tired. And then about an hour and a half before, I'm like, do I really want to go? Because it got cold. It was in the 50s. And in, in the end, no matter how excited about something I am, I don't ever want to actually go. I always would like to just default to like being home, especially now with my puppy. But we went, we Ubered. I'm so glad that I don't listen to that voice. By the way, that voice for a lot of us and for me is my lizard brain because I like a comfort zone and in a comfort zone, I'm safe. So in the four walls of my condo here, I'm safe. Nobody can get at me. But you know what else that means? Nobody can get at me. Nobody can get to me. Nobody can get into my heart and I cannot be seen, nor can I see. So my lizard brain wants me to stay here because it's safe. I still have, I still have the insecurities and the deep rooted habit of not wanting to be seen because for, I don't know, 30 years of my life in one way or the other, I hid and didn't know how to navigate the world very well. So now when people meet me, they go, oh my gosh, I would never have guessed you were homeschooled. You were so outgoing and all of that, which I am. But it requires at the start of my day, and usually typically every time I walk out my door, that I take a deep breath, shove aside the deep, deep, deep groove of just staying hidden, and step into my truest self, which is a person who wants to go and do the things and see the places and love the people and enjoy life. But that lizard brain, it's got a strong muscle. And just want to tell you that to encourage you that we can change a thousand percent. We can change, but it's not always just turnkey. Some of these things we have to be intentional about for the rest of our lives. And that's okay. It's worth it. Because I went and saw Alanis and it was amazing. She, I think she's 47 years old now. She sounds just like she did in 1995. And I never saw her live then or anything, but her stage energy and the power of her voice is amazing. Amazing. I'm going to talk a little bit more about her later on today in this episode. But so that was really terrific. And then um, 
the other big news around here is about Gustavo, my puppy. So I wanted a multi-poo because I think they're so cute. And I wanted a tiny dog, a little doggy I could bring everywhere with me. And a multi-poo is a poodle and a Maltese mix. So typically eight pounds max, hypoallergenic because they're half poodle and they're really cute. So I was shopping around for a multi-poo and I could not afford um, an AKC certified pedigree with paper multi-poo. Okay, like there are thousands upon thousands of dollars. I am a new entrepreneur. I don't get a paycheck. I have to budget my money pretty carefully and it doesn't involve $4,000 dogs. But um, my heart was really, really crying out for a puppy. And so I went to Mr. Craigslist and I found Gus. Now Gus was listed as a multi-poo by a breeder over in Miami Lakes. And I had many conversations with her via text message, um, lots of conversations, lots of questions. She was terrific. Lots of pictures, lots of videos sent. Um, I didn't think to ask for proof that he was a multi-poo, but you know, whatever. Um, and he was a bargain. He was a very, very inexpensive puppy, but he was guaranteed to be healthy, vet checked, vaccines, all of that. So, all right, you know, Hey, this is great. I don't really care if he has papers or not. I just want a healthy puppy. So, As you all know, if you've been listening, I brought Gustavo home on February 22nd. And um, so that's almost a month now. And he is perfect. He is just a sweetie pie. I pick him up and he snugs in. I put him down and he plays. He already knows how to come and sit. We're working on lay and stay and peeing on the potty pad 100% of the time. Um, But he's amazing. And so I took him in when I first got him. I took him into the vet and set him up on a care plan and got his next rounds of vaccines. He's a healthy puppy. Everything checked out. And they automatically do a doggy DNA test so they can tell you exactly what kind of dog you have. So this past week, I got those results. And it turns out that my multi-poo is actually a multi-nothing. He is a mutt. He has no poodle. And he just has a little tiny smidgen of Maltese. Like, basically, his great uncle's cousin's brother-in-law was a Maltese. He is a third King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, a third Shih Tzu, and then the other third is made up of a portion Cocker Spaniel and a portion Maltese. So, he's a mutt. And, you know, I thought he looked a little bit like Riggs because Riggs was a Cavapoo, is a Cavapoo, and the Cavalier face is very distinct. And I was like, man, he looks a little bit like Riggs, but that's impossible because he's not a Cavapoo. Well, so he's actually a Cavachu, so a Cavalier Shih Tzu. And I looked up online, what does a Cavachu look like? Well, they look like Gus. So Gus is my... He's my mutt. The only concern I have about this, because, you know, I love him and he's perfect for me. And so it doesn't really matter. I'm just concerned he's going to get really big because I carry him in a little sling and I bring him just about everywhere with me and I can't have a 20 pound dog hanging on me. So I don't really know. I don't know how big he's going to be. He is definitely bigger than a multi-poo would be. So, but he's a delight. 
he's just, I mean, gosh, I can't, I could spend a whole podcast just telling you all the cute things he does and how adorable he is. But I will point out if you follow me on Instagram, every time you see Gus now, this is going to ruin things for you. I posted a picture the other day because I woke up from a nap and Gus had been napping on the pillow next to me. But when I woke up, he was sitting on top of the side table drawer, which is about the same height as the bed. But for some reason, he walked over, sat on top of that and was looking out the window. And it was so cute. So I took a picture. Posted it on my Instagram, and my niece, Sam, commented, he always looks like he's high. And, oh my gosh, she's a thousand percent right. Gus looks like he's stoned out of his mind. And sometimes I find him sitting, just staring out the window, like, looking stoned. It's because he has, um, he's white, but he has some tan, and he's got a little bit of tan around each of his eyes. So he looks like he's got bags under his eyes, and he's totally stoned. So now every single time I look at him, I'm like, oh my gosh, he looks like he's totally stoned. So I have a stoner, Gustavo, the multi-nothing stoner. So I love him as he is, you know, we can't, he can't help it. He can't help that he's a mutt, but actually I think it's better that he's a mutt because I think they're healthier. So anyway, um, this week has been super busy, but I have found that I am really terrible with time management sometimes and I end up not scheduling in any time for anything for me and the big lesson for me this year going into the year was I want to fill my cup so that I can pour it out and then repeat that cycle and I'm really bad at filling my cup I get busy and I work with so many different people's people's I work with so many different people in different groups and um, I do take care of certain things in my life that are important to me but things like you know rest going to the beach and not thinking, um, sleep, stretching, mm, you know, doing something that's fun that isn't work-related, those are real hard for me. So I have found that I have to put in my calendar fun time. So it's worked out well this last week. I put in my calendar to go to the beach on Friday for an hour and a half. So I did. It was amazing. I live on the beach. I walked downstairs cross the path the boardwalk and I'm on the beach and then we have a little hut there with a person that is hired to give anybody who lives in my building beach chairs and beach umbrellas for free not to pay just walk up there and be like hi I'd like a chair and umbrella and then they set it up this is where I live and do you know how many times I've done this I don't know maybe seven times in the past year because I don't rest I don't stop and sit it might be more like 10 times so anyway I scheduled it in and then I did it. I didn't cancel on myself. It was amazing. So I encourage you, if you are like me and you have a hard time finding time to just chill and relax, do it because I got done with that little time at the beach and I was so rejuvenated and ready to get back to it. Got a lot more work done the second half of the day after that little break. So fun time, relaxation. It's so good for our brains and our hearts and our souls. Um, also a full moon this week and I always like to review what's happened in my life from full moon to full moon because life changes so quickly and that's kind of a fun marker so um there's been a lot a a lot of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode have to do with just um the change and the shift in my life in the last uh, month it's been amazing it's a shift of energy it's a shift of focus and it's been a lot of heart work and I'm just I'm always grateful that life never stops handing out the lessons, you know? You know? Um, 
other than that, it's just been uh, it's been really fun working with my group. My group program is ending in a couple of weeks. So I get some questions sometimes. What do you mean by group coaching program? And I guess that's a little vague. But basically, I run these programs. Um, they're either eight weeks or 12 weeks. And um, people who take this program, I teach you, um, nutrition. So nutrition as in macros. What is protein? What is carbs? What is fat? How do we balance those things? How do we structure our meals and our food in a day so that we can reach our body goals, whether that's body composition change, whether that's weight loss, maintaining. Um, It's a nutrition education course. So you learn about macros and you get a personalized nutrition plan to say, this is how much you should be eating. Here's how much protein you need to get. So we work a lot on getting our diet more protein Uh, more protein in our diet, and more macronutrient balanced. Also, we work on self-love. We spend a lot of time talking about the dialogue in our head, identifying the lies we are buying into from our lizard brain. Um, We do some fun workouts together on the Zoom calls. Um, You get access to workouts. You get access to me um, via Marco Polo. So we use Marco Polo for check-ins and uh, little personal interactions that can help you with your goals. We do identity work. We sit down and say, okay, what have I accomplished and how does this create a resume for success so I know I can reach my goals? Um, It's really an intense educational program. Also, you get to know the other people in the program so there's a sense of community and support, accountability, and honestly... It's so that when you're done with these courses, I say courses because I have other ones that also spin off, um, you're able to, to know how to eat. Instead of saying, I need a crash diet to follow in order to lose 10 pounds, you learn how to eat. Do you want to lose some weight? All right, this is what you have to do. Here's your calorie goal. Here's your protein. Do you want to build muscle? Do you want to shred fat? Now you're going to understand the dynamics of macronutrient eating so you know how to eat. You know it's okay to eat rice. Rice is not from Satan. You can have carbohydrates. You can have fat. You can have protein. You can eat a lot of food once you understand these things. So if you're interested in my group coaching program, that's a lot of what uh, what's entailed. It's a weekly group call with other amazing people chasing goals together and getting educated. And uh, we don't just work on the nutrition. We work on our souls. We work on that dialogue. We write mantras. We motivate ourselves, motivate each other. We connect with our big why. We get rid of excuses. And we suss out what's that lizard brain saying that we're believing in that's keeping us stuck. So if you're interested in joining my next group coaching program, it starts in a couple weeks in mid-April. It's going to be bringing you right up to the start of summer. So if you want to work on your summer body, if you want to work on your habits, if you had New Year's resolutions that you did not actually follow, well, it's not too late. The year is not over and you can start anytime. So would love to have you in my next group program. You know how to reach me. Send me a DM. Shoot me an email. Love to have you. So the Alanis Morissette concert, it was amazing. Um, I've been talking about it a lot in like my life. Just I'm constantly like, oh my gosh, it was so great. But um her her story in Jagged Little Pill is so relatable to people because it's breakups, it's disappointment, it's, you know, angst about religion, angst about not being good enough, um, angst about sexual harassment and you know, being cheated on. And it's incredibly angry and raw. And it's awesome because there's something in there you've been through. And she had such huge 
success with that album and she toured it forever and it was amazing. It's one of the best albums of all time. And then her popularity diminished because she took a year and a half off and she went to India and she found Zen and she found forgiveness and she found the ability to set it down. And guess what is not as relatable? Forgiveness and setting it all down. <laughs> so she she released a song and it was pretty popular, but it was called Thank You, where she basically thanks all of the things that hurt her in this beautiful song. And at the concert, she did all of her Jagged Little Pill songs and then her encore was this song, Thank You. And it was so perfect because we were all singing along to, you know, You Ought to Know and just these angry lyrics of, you know, you know, girl power and rage. And then in the evening, it was cold outside. There was a nice little breeze. She came back out and did the song Thank You, which is, you know, ultimate redemption to say, you know, the lyrics in general. Thank you, terror. Thank you, disillusionment. Thank you, frailty. Thank you, consequence. Thank you, silence. It's, it's beautiful. I've had this song on repeat all week because I've, I've been replacing her words with the things I've been through. And it's been such a beautiful experience to list the things that have hurt me. And I don't like to do that. I don't like to give credit, time, or attention to the past that has hurt me. I've talked about it here many times. When we bring our pain from the past into our now, it had power over us in that moment back then. But when we bring it to today, we're giving it. We're choosing to give it power today. So to shine a light on it and tell it is one thing. But to focus on it can be incredibly damaging. And you can do all this work to forgive and forget. And then you hear one angsty song brings back the memories of something and you're mad all over again. You've brought that old emotion into your now. That's the danger of fixating on the negative. So I don't like to, but this song, I, I went through it and I, I consciously thought about, okay, from the beginning, the things that hurt me growing up, what were the things that hurt me growing up? Brainwashing. Thank you, brainwashing. <laughs> control. Thank you, control. Loneliness. Thank you, loneliness. Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we thinking those things? Because there's another side to it. I was lonely as a kid. I didn't have any friends. I was completely isolated. I remember sitting on the couch, peeking out the curtains, watching all the kids get off the school bus and walk down the street to their house, just wishing that I could do that. I just wanted friends. I just wanted to... What was that like? I'd never been on a school bus. I'd never been to school. I didn't know what that was like to be with, to go somewhere every day, to be with people. I just wanted to be a part of something. And were it not for that experience, I would not bask in and revel in and find such joy in life now. I cannot put into words the joy that I have when I set up a boot camp and people come. They come to my boot camp. They want to be with me. People want to be with me. That sounds so basic. If you've been around people your whole life and you've had friends since kindergarten, that doesn't have the same power as it does for me. I don't take it for granted. The joy I have in life from being a part of anything is 
untouchable. And I wouldn't have that joy were it not for experiencing loneliness, control, fear, being told that I was never going to measure up. I was never going to be good enough. I know what that shame and that guilt and that fear feels like. So when I look at somebody who's sitting in front of me, that's looking to me for life, for help, I understand that feeling. Thank you. Because now I know how to say, oh my God, sweetie, you are amazing. You can't disappoint your creator. He delights in you. You are delightful. And I know how to push that message home over and over until maybe it starts to begin to to sink in. I wouldn't be able to sit in that sacred space to hold up a mirror to someone's beauty were it not for the fact I didn't know that I was okay or enough. I don't want anyone to feel like that, period. The pain, the pain of my second marriage, that was a fairy tale ending. I got married with so much joy and glee. I loved my wedding, I loved my husband, I got a home. I know what it feels like to walk into the door of a little rambler in Minneapolis and be greeted by a husband with a big smile, absolutely delighted to see me walk in. And I know what it's like to walk into that same door and find an absolute nightmare and know I gotta go. I can't live here. It's not for me. This is not life. I gotta save myself. That pain, it happened, it exists. I still feel it now. I will always be able to feel it when I think about it. Thank you. Disappointment. Thank you. Heartbreak. Why? Because I'm tender and I'm powerful. I picked my things up and I set them in a new place and started over in about 24 hours and I was okay. I found joy in my little treehouse apartment with my pink couch and my puppy. I found every single day a way to focus on my future and to put my feet in my present. I had to isolate myself. I couldn't trust anyone for a little while. It was just me and Riggs, my workout buddies, my coworkers. It was just a little bubble. And I learned how to stand up in my own power. That yeah, even when everything I thought I wanted was gone, I was okay. And now guess what? I know I can endure anything. That was heartbreak. Everyone knows what heartbreak feels like. Everyone has had their heart broken in some way or another. Thank you. Can you say thank you? Can you see what's on the other side? The power of that can't be overstated. It's what makes life full of flow, of love, of energy, of possibility. We can choose to get stuck in the narrative of all the pain. Atlantis could have toured that album for like 20 years and she would have found a new audience all the time because everybody gets hurt all the time. She went out, she chose to find peace by setting it down, thanking it and letting it go. And then what happened? Yeah, she's not as popular anymore. Nobody really, you know, wanted to go on the forgiveness tour. But her life blossomed. She was able to move forward. 
and whatever that means for her. And that's what happens when we set it down. Now, she's still going out now and singing all the rage and all of that, but it's a memory. It's a walk down memory lane. And to finish her show with the culmination of here's actually what it's all about. We got to have the pain in order to experience the joy. And when we can thank the pain, the joy multiplies and it comes gushing and flooding into our lives. I'm so, so grateful for the gift of perspective. That's what it is. It's the gift of perspective. If you look long enough at any pain in your life, you will find the perspective you need to move forward. Something that I do in a lot of my life coaching sessions is when there is an issue with a person in your life. So many of us have a person, a parent, a sibling, a child, an ex that hurts us over and over again that we can't get away from. If you have someone in your family that you see all the time and they hurt you, or if you're married to somebody or you have an ex and you have kids with them, it's not like you can cut them off completely. You have to find a way to be around this person and deal with them in your life. That is incredibly difficult. But the gift of perspective can be found. It's not easy. It's it's actually one of the most difficult things because number one, we have to, again, lay down our ego. We have to be willing to do this because when someone hurts us, again, we have this flag that we want to wave. I was hurt. For some reason, it's important to us to hold a flag stating we were hurt. So many of us live all of our lives collecting these flags. We don't forgive. Nope, nope, nope. This person needs to understand what they did. This person, this person hurt me. So we collect these flags and then we end up getting buried in a coffin full of flags. What on earth good did those flags do for us? Here lies Kristen. She was hurt by Donnie. She was heartbroken by Greg. She was really, really uh, upset by Hope Antilla. Who friggin' cares? You're dead. It's over. If I let those flags impede my ability to go live my life, well, I'm the idiot now. <laughs> those people did those things and then they went about their merry way. And then I'm walking around limiting my life because I'm holding the friggin' flag. We got to lay this stuff down. And when it's people that we have to deal with all the time, it's hard. We show up to a basketball game and our ex is standing there. It's really hard to put that down and not see first through the lens of this person is my enemy. And one of the ways that we can start the process of not seeing them as our enemy, not taking it all personally forever, is this practice of, it's so sad. Put yourself in their shoes. How did this person get there? Tell me, tell someone the story of who they are. Go way, way back. So many people that hurt people, it's because they're hurt people. People are doing their best. Generally, they're doing their best. When there's somebody who is hurting you over and over again, there's a reason for it. What's going on? If we can dig back in, now I can look at my first husband. My first husband did not let me go anywhere without him, without permission. I had to be home at a certain time. He had a conniption if I wanted to go somewhere and leave him. I usually had to find someone else to stay with him. He couldn't be left alone as a grown-ass man. I was controlled. I was manipulated. I wasn't allowed to go out and have fun. You are a mother. You stay home with your children. You are, you are a wife. You stay home with your wife. What do you want to go to dinner with your girlfriends for? No. And when I would push back and he'd start to give me some of those privileges as a human being to be able to go places, 
it became more and more of a price. Oh, you're going to go out with your friends? Well, then you're going to stay home for the next two weeks. Or you're going to do all of these things. It was complete and total control. And it was awful. And it got worse. It got worse as time went on. Now, that's awful. It's terrible. So my narrative about him could simply have been, you're a controlling, manipulative, horrible person. But I can also tell you this story. When he was little, he was raised by his mom. His mom left every day and went shopping and left him home alone. He would beg her, no, mom, stay home with me. I want to play with me, watch TV with me, take me. No, 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 I'll be back. She left him home alone all the time and went and did her own thing. All he wanted was his mom to spend time with him. And that's very sad. Now, some people can go have that experience and grow up and understand that that doesn't mean that they're invalid and that they can be okay by themselves. But some people, it scars them. And it's very sad. And so Donnie married me and he finally had somebody. And then I wanted to go places and I didn't always want to go with him. And it brought back all of this trauma. He didn't even know this was happening. But his way to deal with it was to say, no, you can't go. I'm your husband. And he used everything he possibly could to manipulate and control and scare me into staying because now he had power. He hadn't have power to have his mom stay home with him. Now he was a man. He had a wife. You stay home. You stay here. He had power or he thought he did. I, I let him have power. Whatever. That is very sad. That is very sad. And when I finally left, and that wasn't the only thing going on in that relationship. When I finally left... It was like his mom leaving him again, except in a giant public way. And it was so painful for him. He fought with everything in him to keep me. Almost killing me. (laughs) It's not funny. And that's very sad. Because here's a lonely little boy who was just scared of being abandoned. Being abandoned. Making his worst nightmare come true because of his behavior. And that is very sad. And so when we can look at things through those lenses and be able to see, it is very sad. Now when I look at him, he is no longer a monster. It's just very sad. And I have compassion. Compassion breeds forgiveness. And once we forgive, forgiveness breeds more compassion. And that is how we set ourselves free to be able to happily show up where they are, happily go about our lives without letting all of that baggage seep into every moment and experience of our lives. To be able to walk up to this person, have to share space with them, and instead of seeing them as a monster enemy who's just there to make you miserable and, oh my gosh, I hate this person. It's like compassion. This is very sad. This person is still lashing out to me because there's pain there. And Obviously, especially in divorces, takes two people. Not everyone is innocent. But if you have someone in your life like that, try. This is very sad. You can't patronize someone doing this. You can't make it up, right? You have to find. You have to find the true compassion. It doesn't work if you fake it. Then you're just being a jerk. (laughs) But hurt people hurt people. And there's a reason why people act the way that they do. Period. Maybe you're the person that hurt them. Maybe that's all they can see. And that is very sad because you may well have hurt them, whether you intended it or not. 
And that is very sad. When we think about things as being very sad, instead of being very unfair and very wrong and very disgusting, we connect with compassion. We connect with the true nature of what's happening, which is typically something very sad. And we lay our weapons down, we lay our flag down, and we're able to see human where we may be looking at monster. We're able to see someone who is operating in a system that they themselves don't even understand, but it's the only way they know to do, instead of a personal enemy. My ex-husband tried to ruin me. He said he would, that he would ruin me financially. He would turn my child against me. I would have nothing. And he did all of those things. And it is very sad. But guess what? I'm fine. All of that knocking me down only gave me fresh flat ground to start building up. And you know what? He went on. He's married. He adopted his um, wife's daughter. He has a daughter. He's older and wiser. I hope wiser. He has the opportunity to start over. He has the opportunity to have a different experience. He has the opportunity to redeem what happened in our relationship. I don't know anything about his life, but he's married. He's been married for a while. I hope that he's able to redeem all of the experiences in his life to create a beautiful, good, healthy second marriage. And that is beautiful. That is not very sad. That's where the compassion leads to, I hope he is living his best life. Now, if I hate him and I focus on you're a horrible person and you ruin my life and you're a piece of crap, I hope your second marriage is just garbage. Now, guess what? The fact that comes out of my mouth, that is very sad. I don't want that. I don't want that. I reject that for me. I don't know what his life is like. It could be terrible. I don't know. Someday, I will get no glee out of the thought of him suffering. I will admit There's still a part of me that, you know, I wouldn't be super mad if sometimes he had a bad day. Okay. (laughs) But I don't want any of that to be left in me. I want all of that gone. Why? Because every inch of my heart that's full of hate or anger or ugliness blocks that space from being filled with joy and love and compassion and goodness. So when I hold on to the crap, think about a bowl. If you have a bowl full of rotten strawberries and someone brings you a whole beautiful container of fresh blueberries... Where are you going to put them? Your bowl is full of moldy crap. Get it out of there so you have room to hold the new beautiful goodness that feeds you. That's what we can do. When we thank the pain, we bring the compassion, we set it down. And it's possible. All of this again, this is a podcast. I'm giving you three easy steps to a happy life. (laughs) It's not easy, but it's possible. And it's not as hard as we want to believe. Our lizard brain will tell us it's impossible. And our ego will say, no, I was wronged. It is not, it is not only, not not only is it not required for me, but it would be ridiculous for me to set this down. People need to understand where I came from. Do they? You guys understand where I come from. Do I need to be hateful and vengeful and bitter against people for me to convey where I've come from? No. Absolutely not. In fact, the power of my story is magnified when I let it beautify me because it will give you hope that your pain can beautify you. You have one life, one shot. You have no idea when it's ending. 
choosing to hold on to the flag of pain, choosing to hold on to the narrative of I was wronged robs you of the joy and the beauty of this life for however long you have left to live it. So let's all take a lesson from Alanis. We can get real mad and we can list the pain, but then let's find a way to say thank you. Find the other side. What did we get from it? Lay it down. Lay it down. It's so worth it. I have had so many moments this week unabashedly crying my eyes out as this song says. How about unabashedly bawling your eyes out? Why? Because I've let myself go back in time and experience the joy of some moments in my past. The joy. And it's caused me to unabashedly bawl my eyes out because it's bittersweet. God, I miss, I miss being a wife. I miss being a stepmom. I miss my stepkids. I miss that house. I miss the joy, but I'm so grateful. I experienced it. My tears turned a big smile. And luckily I have a good rapport with my ex-husband. Sometimes we can share pictures of our dogs and, uh, and memories that pop up on our Facebook and say, hey, look at this, we got to share this time. And that's beautiful, but it's okay to let the, let the bittersweet and then let the joy. And then my sister, my sister called me every day this week. My sister and I didn't talk for years. And now she's in my life. I ugly cried <laughs> so hard. I had, I mean, I just ugly cried with joy, unabashedly bawling my eyes out. That joy would not be possible if I was still holding the flag of I was wronged or this isn't working or whatever it is. All it took was setting the flag down saying, I'm sorry, I love you, please, let's start over. And I got my sister back, which is so amazing. Oh my gosh. We had girl talk. My sister and I had girl talk all week, like talking about boys and talking about our lives. And um, it was so much fun. Girl talk. Talking about our makeup. And it was just so fun. The joy of it. Unabashedly bawling my eyes out in joy. So that's all I have for you today. Just the invitation. I encourage you to listen to the whole Jagged Little Pill album and then put thank you on and repeat. That's what I did this week. I'm serious, every day. Um, it's also really good. Like, if you're not much of a singer, I'm not much of a singer, but it's in a good key. You can actually sing along, so it's good, too. So that's all I have for you. I hope you have a great week. Next week's episode is going to be super fun. It's going to be an episode of Destination Date. I've got some dates uh, piled up to dissect and tell you about on the next episode, so stay tuned for that. It's a spinoff podcast but it counts kind of as this podcast too so stay tuned for that and um if you're in the dating world it's a hot fever dream holy buckets that's all i have to say about that thanks for tuning in to the podcast i'm so excited you're here if you want to interact with me go ahead and send me an email kristen at kristensmithonline.com Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.